Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. I've got a really important teaching today called the Antichrist Sign. We're talking about 2 Thessalonians 2, which a lot of people regard as the most important chapter in the Bible concerning end-time theology. And so before I get to that, let me just remind you, this coming weekend now, September 17th, this Saturday, is our Tipping Point Prophecy Conference. Can't wait to see you guys there. We'll have a lot of people there. It's going to be from 9 to 5.30 this coming Saturday with myself, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, uh, Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Billy Crone, Ed Young, myself. We're going to be there all day long, 9 to 5.30, teaching on the end times. If you haven't signed up yet, it's $99 to be there physically. It's $49 for the live stream, but you can get a discount. There's a code there on your screen, and it's end times 20. And if you just go in on conference.endtimes.com and just put there in times 20, you'll get a 20% discount either off of your ticket to be there or off of the live stream. And you can buy as many tickets as you want with your discount, bring friends, family, but we're filling up very quickly. There'll be several thousand people there. And so if you've already signed up, the doors open at 7.30 to come in and register as you arrive the doors open to the auditorium at 8.15, and we begin at 9 o'clock. So if you haven't registered, register quickly. We're filling up very quickly. Uh, if you have registered, 7.30 is when the doors open. This coming Saturday morning at Fellowship Church, five minutes north of DFW Airport, and we're going to have a really, really great day together. Now, let me get into this teaching now. Uh, it's called the Antichrist Sign. And we're talking from the book of 2 Thessalonians. Now, specifically 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, some, some theologians refer to the second chapter of the book of 2 Thessalonians as being the most important chapter in the Bible concerning the end times. And I'm going to agree with them. It is, it is rich. And this is what we're going to be talking about in this show today. And so the Apostle Paul wrote the book of 1 Thessalonians. And in 1 Thessalonians the return of Jesus is mentioned in every chapter, five chapters. Every chapter talks about the return of Jesus. Okay, that's very important because he was teaching the church at Thessalonica about the end times. Okay, after he wrote the book of First Thessalonians as an epistle, as in a letter to them, shortly thereafter, another letter began to circulate as if from Paul that uh, the rapture had already happened and they had been left behind. Well, as you can imagine, they were very upset. So the book of 2 Thessalonians was written just three or four months after 1 Thessalonians to try to calm them down and try to clarify that they had not been left behind and that the rapture had not taken place. Okay, So first of all, the, the book of 2 Thessalonians proves a pre-tribulation rapture, that that's what the, the Apostle Paul says. And here's why. If the church at Thessalonica heard that the rapture had already happened and they had been left behind, if Paul taught that the rapture would happen at the end of the tribulation, the last seven years on earth, the worst seven years in human history, if the apostle Paul would have taught that the rapture happened at the end of the tribulation, they would have been upset. You know, they would have said, oh, well, we're living in the tribulation. I guess the rapture is about to happen. They may have even been a little bit excited. But Paul had taught them that the rapture was going to happen and then the tribulation was going to come. So they, them being upset is proof that they believed in a pre-tribulation rapture. But the second important thing about 2 Thessalonians is the Apostle Paul talks about one singular sign of the end times, and it's apostasy. 
Okay, this is the one sign that Paul gives, and this is what we're living in right now. And let's begin reading in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 1. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to Him, that's the rapture, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away, the apostasy, comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And so the Apostle Paul says the falling away before, don't, don't be confused concerning the rapture, our gathering together to, with Jesus and all that. Before that happens, there's going to be a great falling away that happens first. The word first there is the Greek word protos. It means it has to happen first. It has to come first, okay, in order. Okay, the, the word there for falling away is the word apostasia, apostasy. And it means a deliberate abandonment of a formerly pr professed position, a defection, a rejection of something that happened former. In this case, it means that you're going to see this worldwide phenomenon of the rejection of biblical morality. The United States is an example of this. And that is, you know, we were founded on biblical principles. I grew up in a school where every single day we prayed in the name of Jesus over the loudspeaker. The Ten Commandments were on the walls of every public school that I ever attended. That was not an issue when I was growing up. You were safe walking down the street. Children were rarely abducted or abused or things like that. If it happened, you didn't know about it, but it, it was you felt safe and you felt like you were growing up in a moral society. Even though there was still sin back then, nothing compared to what we have today. We have now abandoned that. And I, I want to document that in this teaching. I just want to read some news articles here. And you may have known of some, some of these things, but I'm using these news articles because what I'm saying, I'm saying it very clearly, and that is we are living in the midst of 2 Thessalonians 2 apostasy. This is the world of the Antichrist. This is the Antichrist sign that the Apostle Paul said, there's going to be a falling away from truth, then the lawless one will be revealed. Okay, So this is uh, an article, One Million Moms Issues Urgent Warning to Parents in Response to Disney's FX series, Little Demon. It says, Satan impregnates woman who gives birth to Antichrist daughter. This is from the Christian Post. It's a Disney's new FX series, Little Demon, which features a woman who is impregnated by Satan and gives birth to an Antichrist daughter and carries graphic violence and nudity, makes light of hell and the dangers of the demonic realm, says One Million Moms in an online petition. Due to show's content, the group is issuing an urgent warning to parents. Through its adult animated sitcom series, which debuted last week on FXX, Disney is introducing viewers, including children who might stumble across this series, to a world of demons, witches, and sorcery, the Christian conservative group said in a petition which had been signed by over 17,000 people as of Monday. Disney describes the storyline as follows. 13 years after being impregnated by Satan, a reluctant mother and her antichrist daughter attempt to live an ordinary life. So I'm saying to you that we're living in this uh, apostasy. Let, let me document this. So my father sold TVs, uh, sold televisions when I was growing up. And we always were the first to have the best TV there was. And so we were the first 
on our block to have a color te television, okay? And there was a program that came on every Sunday night called Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. D Disney, you know, just been around for a long time. I think they, they celebrate their 100th anniversary next year, the Disney company. And so Disney was the most safe, family-friendly uh, television you could watch for, for decades, okay? And our kids watched Disney movies and TV shows and things like that when they were growing up. Many of you watched Disney when you were growing up. Now, Disney is, uh, they follow. So here's what I'm saying. If they were here, they're one of the worst companies on earth today. They're pushing wokeism and all that kind of stuff. They, they, are, they are very, very ungodly. And now they have a show on Satanism and demons and witchcraft with nudity this is Disney, okay? And they put it on this FX label or whatever. It doesn't matter. This is the Disney Corporation that's doing this, and they're proud of it, okay? And they're fighting for woke as much as any company in the world is fighting for all this nonsense to mutilate children, all this kind of stuff. And so they've gone from here to here. That's what apostasy is. They once were moral, and, and I don't know about godly, but they were moral people who upheld the moral beliefs, Judeo-Christian moral values in America. They are now one of the worst companies in the world. And they're, you stand in a long line of people that are doing the same thing that they're doing. This is one article to document the fact that we're living in a world of apostasy. Here's another article. And it says, Nashville PR firm drops Jason Aldean after his wife talked about being happy. Uh, she, uh, she didn't change gender when she went through her tomboy phase. Now this, it says, longtime publicity firm of Jason Aldean abruptly dropped the country music star after nearly two decades together. The PR firm abandoned Aldean following a social media post from his wife that some people felt was controversial and transphobic. Nashville publicity firm Green Room announced last week that it would be parting ways with Aldean. And so uh, this, is, this is the tweet now, or the, this is the, the post that uh, Jason Aldean's wife posted. On August 23rd, Brittany Aldean shared an Instagram video to her 2.3 million followers of putting on her makeup with the caption, I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life. Uh, the Dirt Road anthem singer reacted to the post with a laughing emoji and a reply that said, LMAO, I'm glad they didn't too because you and I wouldn't have worked out. However, some people were offended by the post. Hey, you know something? I'm offended by the fact that they dropped this PR firm, dropped him, and that they were attacked. Jason and his wife, and let me tell you something, Brittany Aldean and Jason, they're, these are heroes for standing up and doing what they're doing. It's time we start calling these people heroes. It's time that the Christian community starts getting behind people like this and standing with them as they're being attacked. It bothers me. It offends me that this publicity firm for money, nothing but money, just pure greed, they dropped Jason Aldean. What an innocent post. You know, I'm sure glad my parents, you know, that I, that I didn't, you know, transition. My parents didn't transition me when I went through my tomboy phase. Well, today they would. You know they would. And so my wife, the most feminine woman in the world, she was a tomboy for years when she was growing up. It wasn't until she came into puberty, you know, that she started realizing she was a girl, you know, and started acting like a girl, but she was a, a tomboy. How many children go through phases? You know, children go through phases. But today, the president of the United States is totally behind 
five-year-olds being transitioned and five-year-olds being able to question their, their uh, gender and things like that. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. And so Brittany Aldean makes this innocent post on Instagram and she begins to be attacked by other country western, these new country western stars. So why am I using this article? I want to use this article for this. The most conservative city in America has got to be Nashville, Tennessee, historically. The, mo the most conservative genre of music is country music, period. N no doubt about it. I grew up with country music. I love country music. The country music people sing about Jesus. They sing about church. They sing about mama. They sing about all these conservative things. They've always been conservative until now. And in the last few years, you have some new country western stars that demand that uh, everybody bows to their woke beliefs and they're they're terrorizing. Uh, if, if you don't do what they want you to do, if you don't say what they want you to say, they attack you, they vilify you. And we have the cancel culture where now this cowardly uh, PR group, they're cowards, this cowardly PR group drops Jason Aldean, who is a music superstar. They drop him for one innocent post, one innocent post. All his wife said was, I'm glad that I didn't transition. And of course, she's obviously taking a jab at the fact that everybody's uh, transition happy. And let me just say something. There are many, many kids now that are being taken through the puberty blockers, the hormones and the surgeries and all that stuff. And they regret it. And they've been mutilated because of these woke. Uh, I'm tr trying to use my words very carefully. These woke uh, people who have no regard for morality or God or anything like that. They worship their sexuality and they worship themselves. And now they're attacking some good people. Uh, Jason and Brittany Aldean are good people and we need to stand behind them because they did nothing wrong. It was these other people that did something wrong. And so Nashville, Nashville now. Now, now it's shown up. This is the apostasy the Apostle Paul was talking about. We're seeing it right before our very eyes. Now, here's another article. This, this one's just, this is hard for me to get my brain around. Uh, now we are being told to affirm people who choose to identify as animals. Now, there's actually a name for this. It's called transspeciesism. So, see, the, the, thing that, the thing that I have been guilty of for a long time is I keep thinking, oh, well, okay, once they get this, they're going to stop. You know, once, once you say this is okay, that's, it, it's gonna, never going to stop. So you say, well, let, let children, you know, be gender, you know, be gender inclusive, you know, gender affirming care. And if they, if they feel like they're somebody else, let them be somebody else. Cats. I mean, to say that you can change your sex is, is ridiculous. It's, it's a lie. But now we have people identifying as animals, okay, boys and girls. Now, this article here, it says, according to the Daily Mail in Melbourne, Australia, there's a teenage girl who identifies as a cat. The private school she attends is affirming the girl's animal behavior, and apparently the staff even cooperates with her refusal to speak during her day at school. So this is happening all over America. Uh, they are trying to get, now this is, I mean, they're trying to get litter boxes put in schools. Uh, they have people that show up with tails on and little cat ears on and things like that. And uh, I came in here to read this article and they were telling me here in the studio that all that's happening in the schools in America. I, I didn't even know it was happening that much in America, but it is. Identifying as an animal. Now they, they need psychological help. 
but they're called furries, by the way. The people who identify as cats, maybe as animals, but as cats, uh, they want to be called furries. And so I'm saying, now, I'm 68 years old. I'm about to turn 69. Uh, we, call, we had a name for those people when I was growing up. They were crazy. If you said that you, I'm a cat or I'm a dog or whatever, we'd just say, you need to go over here and see the psychiatrist. You got mental problems. And I'm saying, I feel sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to belittle people who have these kinds of uh, you know, psychotic problems because they are psych it's a psych psychological problem. It's a spiritual problem too. It's deemed, it, uh, much of it, I think, is just demonic. But because uh, what Satan wants to do is rob you of your identity in Christ and get you to re you, uh, live the rest of your life for a, a meaningless purpose. And if you think crawling around on all fours acting like a cat isn't a waste of your life, then you know, it's a waste of your life. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do is to erase your sexuality, to uh, pervert your sexuality and get you just to live the rest of your life for yourself and not for God. And so we now have the broad acceptance of people identifying as animals. Okay, you know, I, and I was thinking about this the other day. I think I'm going to identify as a billionaire and demand that the government give me money. I, I figured that out. If they have to affirm everybody else, maybe they're going to have to affirm me. Because where is this going to end? Where is it going to end of identifying as a different race? Identifying, you know, how do you do that? Okay, now they're identifying as animals. So here's another article here. Teachers suspended for not using trans pronouns, jailed after violating court order. Okay, so this is in Ireland, Christian Post. An evan I just want to read this first paragraph. An evangelical teacher at a church-run boarding school in Ireland. An evangelical teacher at a church-run boarding school in Ireland. Church-run. So this teacher was fired for not using trans pronouns. And then they jailed him when he came back to work. This is his statement. It is not something I will do. It is in violation of my conscience, Burke added. Were I to go into the school and bow to something I know to be manifestly wrong, it would be a shame and a disgrace on my part. I cannot purge my contempt if it means holding my Christian beliefs in contempt, Burke said. It is insanity that I will be led from this courtroom to a place of incarceration, but I will not give up on my Christian beliefs, he added. According to the Daily Mail, transgenderism is against my Christian belief. It is to, contrary to Scripture contrary to the ethos of the Church of Ireland in my school. And so th this is a, a man, Enoch Burke is his name. This is another hero that I want to celebrate today. So they tried to get him to call a, a boy a girl. He wouldn't do it. And so they fired him. This is a church-run school, and they fired him for not being politically correct. When he came back to work, they put him in jail. And so, and, this, and he's saying, and this is a very sane guy, and he's saying, you know, I'm, I'm not bowing my knee to that. I'm, I'm not doing that. And good for him. That's a hero. That's what you call a hero. Okay, the world is looking down on him. There's going to be a special reward in heaven for that man standing up for his beliefs and being willing to go to jail for it. Here's an article, very troubling. Chaplain says diocese blacklisted him as a risk to kids for stating Anglican beliefs on sexuality. Okay. An Anglican chaplain allegedly fired for preaching traditional views on sexual ethics during a chapel service says the Church of England wrongfully listed him as a risk to children for openly expressing his conservative beliefs on sexual ethics. Um, the 
Reverend Bernard Randall was reportedly told by the Church of England that a safeguarding team in the diocese had labeled him as a moderate risk to children and vulnerable adults over his beliefs on sexual ethics. According to a statement released by the Christian Legal Center Sunday ahead of an employment tribunal hearing this week, Randall ordained by the Church of England and formerly employed at the Church of England affiliated Trent College claims to have endured Stalinesque interrogations where he was told that refusing to deny his beliefs made him risk. Re refusing to, de or to deny his beliefs. Okay, you have to change your beliefs or you're going to be a risk to children. So here's how far we've fallen. 30 years ago, if someone was going to take care of your kids, if you were going to trust your children to somebody, you were looking for someone like this guy right here. This is a hero now. This man who's willing to stand up, uh, Bernard Randall, Reverend Bernard Randall, that's a hero, right? That's what heroes do right there. And he stood up for his beliefs in being interrogated, Stalinesque interrogation. He would not change his beliefs, so they've labeled him a risk to kids. 30 years ago, if you were going to put your kids around someone, you wanted this guy. You wanted someone who believed in biblical ethics. Now, the people who believe in the Bible are a risk to your kids. Why are they a risk to your kids? But this is church. The last two, the last two articles I've read, these are church people. And I'm saying, Jesus said in Matthew 25, when he returns, the ten virgins, five will be foolish. These are people who say they're Christians. Five wise, five foolish, five had their lamps trimmed. This is the word of God. This is walking in the light of the word of God in the darkness of our society. And five didn't have their lamps trimmed because they didn't believe the word of God. And when the, when the bridegroom came, he said, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. The word of God isn't something, it's someone. The first, uh, John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Okay. And so Jesus Christ is the word of God. And don't tell me you have a relationship with Jesus if you don't believe in the word of God. And so they're wanting him to refuse his beliefs and if he doesn't refuse his beliefs, they're going to label him a risk to kids. Let me read one more article. I'm going to make a statement before I end this teaching. One more article. Christian student at risk of losing license to practice psychology after professors protest graduation speech. Again, this is from the Christian Post. A university in Mexico has initiated proceedings against a recent psychology graduate after a group of professors expressed concerns over his graduation speech Defending the family and the sanctity of life. Okay. Which might cost him his license to practice. The Autonomous University of Baja California received complaints against the student. Christian Cortez Perez has uh, and has started formal proceedings to ban him from practicing psychology. Human rights group ADF International said Friday at the as the top of his class. At the University School of Medicine and Psychology, Perez earned the right to deliver the commencement address at his graduation ceremony on June 27th, where he voiced his deeply held moral convictions regarding the state of the world today and the importance of the family and sanctity of life, among other issues. Some students and faculty protested vocally and walked out, but he continued and delivered his graduation address in full. The professors then issued a manifesto calling his address hate speech. They demanded that his academic degree and professional license be withheld, his merit award withdrawn, and psychology associates across Mexico be alerted regarding his actions. And this is what he says. I exercised 
my fundamental right to free speech to address my classmates about what I believe are the most pressing issues of our time. Perez was quoted as saying in response to the university's action, now I stand to lose my entire professional career because I expressed views in which some students and faculty disagree. Uh, so here, by the way, here's what he said. In his commencement speech, Perez said, today we're, we are deep into a real anthrop anthropological st struggle to redefine the human being, the human person, man, through the implementation of ideologies and fashions of thought that always end up undermining dignity and freedom. He then quoted English writer and late theologian G.K. Chesterton, people do not know what they are doing because they do not know what they are undoing. Perez added, to attack life and the family is to self-destruct. It is an attack on civilization himself. He then urged his peers to live in solidarity with one another, saying, you have to love. No one seeks the good of others if he does not love him. Now, this is a good man. By the way, and this is a this Christian, uh, Christian Perez is a hero. This is another hero. And so this is someone that we need to celebrate. And the thing that, about all of these, it says, Brittany Aldean, these guys, they say something that makes somebody mad. Doesn't make me mad. I'm, I love what he said. It just makes the woke crowd mad. It just makes these people on the right. And, and, and this is the point. We have fallen so far that now those that are in apostasy are the vast majority. They're the vast majority. They're the one running the schools. They're the one running the government. They're the one running the arts. They're, these people are in control and they're using that control to persecute anybody who says anything that is against what they what they want. And many, many Christians are with them. Okay. So here's here's what I believe. Let me make this statement. And then I'm going to we're going to go into the subscriber portion. I want to talk about the death of the Queen of England. I want to answer some questions from our subscribers. Uh, I believe the Antichrist is here. I believe that we're living in the days just prior to. And remember the Apostle Paul says. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed. That's talking about the rapture. That's talking about the church being taken out. This is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Is I believe the rapture will happen very soon. I don't know exactly when. I believe that we are there based on 2 Thessalonians 2 and many other places in the Bible. We have seen the sign of apostasy come true in our lifetime. It is happening in full force right before our very eyes. That is proof that we're living in the time of the Antichrist. The, the Antichrist, if the church was taken today, this is the world that will worship the Antichrist. Wrong is right, right is wrong, evil is good and good is evil. This is the world of the Antichrist. They think like the Antichrist is going to think. They live like the Antichrist wants them to live. And if you come against it because you're of Jesus, then you're persecuted for it. And so we're, we're, seeing, we're seeing something very, very significant. And let me say this, this happened, this started about 30 to 40 years ago in a very small way. About 20 years ago, it began to get quicker. 10 years ago, quicker. In the last three years, I want you to think about the world just three or four years ago. In the last three or four years, these are like hard birth pangs. That's what Jesus said it would be like, birth pangs. These are hard birth pangs. And Jesus is coming, and so is the Antichrist. And you need to know Jesus Christ. You need to know Jesus as the Lord of your life because that's the only way that you're going to be with him when the rapture comes and, and not be here when the Antichrist is revealed. We're going to go into the subscriber-only portion of the program right now. If for $7 a month, $77 a year, we'd love to have you be a subscriber. 
to the endtimes.com. You just go to endtimes.com and sign up. $7 a month, $77 a year. You get the entire podcast, plus you get all the other articles and videos that we have coming out all week long. God bless you if you're a subscriber. Stay tuned.